Welcome along, it's podcast time again, it's that time of the week, and uh, we should be pulling the blinds down here, David, because uh, well, we've discovered an unsettling fact about Talker United, haven't we? It's, we really should have kicked off this show with um, a theme tune from the Hammer House of Horrors, really, we shouldn't. shouldn't we? Because um, there is something of the night ooh. about Talker United these days. <laughs> Quite right, too, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gary Hours is uh, is going to report for Saturday's match uh, in a vampire outfit, so I'm reliably informed, or he's seriously thinking about it. No, he isn't. A red-lined uh, cape on yeah, the touchline right. instead of one of those um, uh, uh, blue uh, tops. Th- there, there may be some truth in the rumour that United are thinking of turning the floodlights on before the kick-off on Saturday. Um, uh, and several of United's players are... Uh, seriously worried about looking at themselves in the mirror these days. There may not be a reflection there. No, because Torquay have won three games this season. As we all know, we'll we'll talk about the Sutton game in some detail. Fantastic result. But they haven't won during the hours of daylight. (laughs) (laughs) Since North Ferriby on the last day of last season. All three three wins have come on Tuesday in Tuesday night matches. One at home, two away. Um, is anybody offering any explanation for uh, this, or is it just something supernatural? I think it's 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 well, it's United, it's it's talking it's United, talk isn't United it? So it must be supernatural. Um, yeah, it's caused a few uh, wry laughs and grins yeah. around the club, and uh, uh, Gary Hours was joining in the fun this week. Uh, um, I think he's looking for a, a, a set of those Christmas fangs <laughs> yeah. that uh, people wear at parties and uh, stuff like that. No, no, he, he's. Uh, he does get the joke, and uh, in fact, he kicked it off at the uh, yeah. at his press so, conference. And we, we were only week. talking last week or the week before about the possibility of playing on Friday nights. It might not be such a bad, bad idea. idea. Yeah, we could have yeah. a vampire weekend. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the only other possibility is that Chris Ralph, the grounds, will have flood the pitch on Saturday, so we can put it back to Tuesday night and carry on as usual. Because when late night, there's stand no chance next Tuesday night. Let's face it. <laughs> so. The great thing, I mean, we're coming off the back of a disappointing result at Fylde on Saturday, a 2-0 defeat at Fylde. Third successive defeat. But then, Tuesday night, Torquay go away to play on a plastic pitch against the team lying third in the league. Could have gone top if they'd won. Um, Ten games unbeaten, something like that. And the thing that my mum always says about Torquay United is that they'll go and beat the top teams and lose to the bottom teams. Came true again. Well, I... I, uh, I can't think for quite a lot of, well, I mean, we've probably even said it this season, but it's harder to, it's hard to imagine a more important result mm, than United yeah. achieved on Tuesday night. They, well, they went bottom of the league last Saturday with a tame performance, I think yeah. that's probably, they weren't awful at Fylde, they were beaten um, uh, by a, a striker who expects to score, didn't he when, take those, both of those goals? Right, didn't he yeah, take them? Well? Danny Rowe yeah. have filed. The guy's a goal machine. Uh, United haven't got one. Uh, and although they played okay at filed without ripping any trees up, I hasten to add, mm-hmm. um, that was their third successive defeat. Back to the bottom of the table. It's starting to look seriously, yeah. seriously worrying. It was already before then. And then you've got Sutton away on the Tuesday night. Now, I think if you had offered any United fan a point at Sutton before the game on Tuesday night, they'd have they'd have taken it. They'd, yeah. they'd have jumped in yeah. the air and said absolutely. Yeah. So, Rory Keating. Uh, uh, by the way, if you see the the uh, uh, replays, uh, I'm not saying it's quite in the Steve Cooper class, but he had to put his head in where it potentially yeah. was going to hurt. Well done to him, but he'll do that all day long. Goal after ten minutes. 
and United then get stuck in big time. Yeah. And uh, uh, Gary Hours, uh, I was at Fylde on Saturday, and we waited an awful long time for, for Gary Hours to come out of the dressing room and the dressing room door to open. It's been a while uh, since um, we've had one of those, isn't it? A, a, a proper a, session. A proper uh, lock-in. That's and, right. Uh, um, and uh, uh, he demanded, called for, asked for... Yeah. A, a massive improvement on that. I don't think United have been playing that badly, but in terms of just taking it to another level in terms of effort and commitment, yeah. and that goal by Rory Keating after ten minutes of Sutton gave the team something to fight for and to hang on to, uh, hang on to, and they did big time and came up with a result which nobody expected. No, I um, wish I wish I'd put a bet on that. Well, exactly. I think long. United were about. Six seven to one against winning yeah. at, at Sutton on Tuesday night, um, and it's breathed, you know, a bit of belief back into yeah. understandably very worried supporters. And here we go again. We're now looking. Hold on a minute. If they can get another win, if they can get another yeah. win. See, this you know, happened before the Hartlepool game, didn't it? A couple quite of weeks ago, exactly. Where Torquay came off the back of a, a good performance in midweek, Absolutely. a win in midweek, yeah. And everybody thought that Hartlepool, okay, you know, Hartlepool, good side, but you know, Torquay should put this game away, or at least get off, something out yeah, of it. Then off we go on a little That's bit of right. a run, yeah. And uh, that followed by Mason at home the following week, yeah. All right, they're a good side as well. But you're thinking, okay, well, if we get four points in these two games, even if we get a point out of each of them, it just gets a little run yeah. going. Not two, not one, yeah, and then not two at filed. Whoops! Now we are, you know, staring into a, into a, a dark chasm, um, and so that 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 result on Tuesday night was was I, well, I'd obviously all, all United fans know the situation. Uh, it was it was hugely hugely important. Yeah. I, just in funnily enough, leave aside the league table, it's probably made a difference of. Two, three hundred fans on the gate on Saturday, probably, and, and maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. more than that. Late Orient, good old ex-league opponents. Martin Ling back, uh, yeah. uh, Mark Ellis back. Uh, although he's he's on the subs bench at the moment at, at Orient, which I don't think many of us could believe. Um, uh, and uh, they are thirteen games without a win. Late Orient, they're on an awful run, yeah, aren't they? Which Terrible just, run. Which just shows. Yeah. Here we go they're again. They're between managers at the moment. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, manager less. They've got an in, what they're calling an interim manager at the moment. Um, so uh, it's it's another biggie, isn't it's it, on Saturday? Yes. And, and but at least United now go into this game on the back of yeah, a the, win, uh, and not just any old win. You know, a win at Sutton. I mean, it's a hard enough place to win at anyway with that 3G pitch. Have we won um, on a plastic pitch before? Have no, I don't think we have. No, no, I, think we, I, think we've, I think we've never, we've never won it. That's a good point, actually. I don't think... I think we said before that we've never pitch. won on a plastic pitch, and, and now we have, obviously. Yeah. Um, Somebody will know. Somebody yes. listening to this will be banging Definitely the table know. now, yeah. saying, yes. do not remember How do they not know that? X, yeah. Y, and Z um, game. But no, I don't think so. Not in a proper senior competitive match. We played Preston up there on theirs, didn't we? Um... Was QPR a plastic pitch when we drew up there in the cup and then... I don't think it was. No, no, I don't think it was. No. But anyway, there we go. Um, so but 
Now, due to pressures of work here on deadline day, you weren't able I to I wasn't go there on Tuesday Sunday. night, and, and no, this, is, me, this is turning into a bit of an issue on its own. Tell me, when, when was the last game that you were unable to make because of pressures of deadline day? <laughs> <laughs> Quite a long time ago. Ebbsfleet. Uh, 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 oh, so, oh, sorry, Ebbs, this season. Yes, yeah. oh, this season. I couldn't go to Ebbsfleet either. And what happened then? <laughs> <laughs> they won one, the United won one nil. No, don't worry. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, the texts are flooding in. I've been banned by all, all and sundry. I do have to point out, though, that that last season yeah. a similar thing happened towards the start of last season I didn't see the games at Dover at, sorry at Braintree and Dagenham when United won at Dagenham um, but I did put it right later in the season yeah. I was present for <laughs> important results at Solihull Moors on a Tuesday night and but things like that but know, I am under yeah. mega pressure luckily we don't have an away game on a Tuesday night for some time because um, you know how superstitious football people are. Oh, dreadful. Because you've had a text from the manager um, himself. I as have. Well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. Not, you are not welcome. At <laughs> well, I did text him first and say I think it'll banning myself <laughs> rather than waiting for you to do it. But uh, um, uh, no, I think uh, his heart's going to drop, and they, everybody else. If I turn up to to, to uh, but I'm sorry. Uh, definitely, when it comes to home games on a Tuesday night. Uh, I'm not staying away from no, home games, no. but uh, um, no, no, it, it's just one of those things, isn't it? And uh, having when you've been doing it for as long as I have, I'm sure there's been many, many of these sequences, and uh, they've duly fizzled out or you know, over time. I've given up wearing lucky pants and socks and things like that. I've tried all of that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 can I, remember, I, I still can, park in the same place and walk into the ground the same oh, way, but it's not it's you know, not doing I, as much. No, no, no I definitely do that. I, yeah, I remember do donkeys years ago when my lad George was just a little boy, and I was wearing I think it was the same tie to yeah. to, to, to games every single game. We were in, oh I know it was when Kevin Hodges and we had the, a great run under Kevin Hodges and Steve McCall when we lost in the playoff yeah. final in the end. And we kept winning and winning and winning, and I and I was wearing the same tie to to each game, and I it, we were home to somebody I can't remember what it was, I think it was the end of the run I think Cambridge beat us at Plainmore yeah uh, they'd won seven or eight on the trot, and I looked for my tie on the Saturday morning and it wasn't there and it wasn't there and it wasn't there, and I went off and I remember saying this is all wrong I can't I can't go to the game <laughs> without the tie and I had to and, yeah. G- and George a <laughs> little. Babe, then almost toddling around, had picked up this tie in, in a moment and had posted it through the cat flap at the back of the house, which is why I couldn't find. Which is why I couldn't find yeah. it. We duly lost on the, on the Saturday afternoon. There's a lot too. Never this, got over it. it. Never no. got over it. No. Football and, uh, superstitions. There's a whole new podcast to yeah, be done on that. It certainly it? is. So, uh, but so the, the United talking, have got three points, yeah. and that's the important thing. And there are changes afoot in the team, aren't there? There was a new player came in, interesting new player came in on Tuesday. Yeah, um, uh, Alex Davy uh, on loan from Cheltenham. Yeah, um, an ex ex Chelsea, Chelsea starlet. Yeah, that's like right. Saying headlines, uh, big strong centre half, only signed at four o'clock. Yeah, uh, because of an injury to Josh Gowling. Uh, I don't think that um, uh, Gary Hours had been necessarily planning to get a player in in that position. Obviously, he looking at strikers. Yeah. Currently, and we'll talk about that in a minute. There's some developments there, um, but uh, the fact that he was signed so late uh, uh, meant that Gary Hours, by his own admission, uh, had to do a hasty reshuffling of the team sheet yeah. uh, because, of course, he's the eighth. This, this is a real complication, isn't it? This it number is. of loan players. He's the eighth player on loan. I mean, Gary Hours has actually only signed, I think, about five, six players, something like yeah. that, um, since he took over. 
and there were quite a lot of loan players already in the club when he took over. But that's, that figure's now gone up to eight. Yeah. And, of course, you only allowed five in any matchday squad. So you looked at the players on Tuesday night. George Dowling is injured. Yeah. Hamstring injury, recurrence of that. So it meant that Jordan Lee and Callum Evans, who was the one who ended up not playing any part in the game, um, that was the three who were not involved uh, in any shape or form. And then the other five were all either playing or on the bench. So... This is um, a whole new dimension to team selection, isn't it? Well, Gary Owens has got to take all of this on yeah, board. Yeah, that's well. right. He, he's he's he did admit that he's having. He he now sits down. He said he said I'm not going down the other road. He said I do pick the team I want to pick, yeah. and then he checks through afterwards to make sure that he's not breaking any rules by picking it. But um, uh, it's it's just part of the mix at yeah. the moment, isn't it? And and. Um, so, and Alex Davy, he had a look at him in that friendly up at Cheltenham. Did he talk. He, he was playing for, yeah. for Cheltenham against United in the friendly last yeah. week on the Tuesday. He's actually played quite a lot of football over the last year or so out on loans um, at, at league clubs. Yeah, uh, and he was ready. Uh, it yeah. wasn't a question of sort of you know having to ease him in. He was fit up for it. Uh, apparently, it shows the value of that friendly. The, the, there you go. up to Cheltenham yep. for the friendly. Uh, I think I think Gary Owls have watched him several times in yeah. other matches for other clubs since, so he he, he was aware of him. Um, the the the, uh, the 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 huge hours database of players. Yeah, it's uh, it must be worth a few bob. Uh, um, he's he's got a massive uh, uh, database of players that keep it um, all uh, keep it all up here. Or no, no, on, no, no, no. It's, it's a prop. It's it's uh, yeah. it's, it's it's on sc- it's on screen and logged away, and um, so that uh, when when a player becomes available, yeah. if if he isn't on there, <laughs> something's wrong. Um, so anyway, so that that, that, that happened, and uh, by all accounts, Alex Davy did pretty well yeah. at centre half. Looks the part, doesn't he? Big chap. Yeah, yeah. alongside Sean McGinty, yeah. um, uh, uh, who was made captain. Yeah, um, and I think that was an interesting decision in itself. Um, but Gary Owens was explaining this week that um, it was, in his words, a no-brainer, uh, and by that he didn't mean any. Uh, mm. um, uh, uh, negative at all in the direction of Luke Young who is technically vice-captain uh, but Gary Owls was pointing out in his words that Luke Young's been his best player since taking yeah. over and the last thing he really wanted to do was load the captaincy onto Luke Young as well because obviously Josh Gowling had, had dropped out with a knee problem uh, and that he you know, yeah. liked uh, yeah. uh, sees McGinty as a natural leader. Exactly. Well, we've said um, it before on this podcast that he, he looks a natural leader on the pitch. Well, people forget and I think that he plays better when he is ordering things around. I think. I think he's somebody. He's. 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 He's a, a fairly quiet lad in his own mm. way, but he's a passionate professional footballer, um, and I think he he probably quite quietly relishes. That yeah. responsibility. People forget, of course, that before he came to United, he was captain for a whole year at Aldershot. Yeah. Um, so this isn't new for him. Um, so uh, no, good for him. He played very well as well, by all accounts, at at, uh, at Sutton. Uh, and I've no doubt. I don't think there's any indication that Gowling will be back for this weekend. Although they're hoping yeah. that his knee will settle down quite quickly. So all the indications are that McGinty will be captain yeah. again uh, against Orient on Saturday. And um, you know, good for him and. Good, see good, luck, goes. good yeah. luck in that. Yeah. What news of the uh, the striker then? What news of Monsieur Nabouyou? He's with us. He is yeah. with us. He's uh, he was training today. Um, Excellent. Uh, uh, they're still grappling with 
international clearance, but yeah. they're hoping that will be completed by the weekend. Um, he was at the last home game against uh, Maidstone, um, yeah. and he's then carried on training. Uh, he went back uh, towards the end of last week to Marseille, um, uh, where he comes originally comes from, because yep. he played for Marseille as a youngster. Um, and he's training. I think the deal is done, more or less. Uh, whether it's actually pen on paper yet, I don't mm-hmm. know. And they're now grappling with um, with international clearance. I would have thought that as long as that's all done for this Saturday, um, Gary Owes was hinting that a place on the bench is yeah. more likely than starting. He still thinks that he could do with another week of training yeah. uh, to bring it to get him, you know, up to speed where he can do himself real justice. Um, and I think there may be another friendly yeah. arranged next midweek. United have got a blank week. Because he um, got a couple up at Cheltenham, didn't he? So, yeah, 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 he got a yeah. score with a header and a penalty yeah. at, at Cheltenham. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe on the bench on Saturday, yeah. you, you, you never know. Um, another, another twist for the well, at least he's got to try and cut, at least at least he's got to try and get somebody out of the team now who's part of a yeah. winning eleven. So so yeah. you know that that's that's a plus point. It's it's not as if he's going to just stroll strolling. No, I dare say Rory Keating and Jamie Reid will have something to say about that yeah. uh, if he did. Uh, but no, everybody's looking forward to seeing him. Uh, you know, I think there's been a a ready stress that you know, come on, let's not expect him to come in and start. You know, taking the division by storm—that's yeah. uh, a lot to ask in in these circumstances. But um, you know, it's like any football squad: the more good players you've got, yeah. <laughs> the more chance you it have of, off, of, of moving yeah. up the league. It does. And there's been a lot of talk about when was the last time that um, that Torquay paid a transfer fee for a player. People keep throwing in Billy Bowden, Billy Bowden, Billy Bowden, seventy thousand quid in the summer of two thousand and twelve. Was it something yeah. like that? No, United actually paid. Uh, Hensford Town five thousand pounds for James Hurst in the summer of two thousand and fifteen. Ah, yeah. Um, uh, um, and uh, so that is technically the last time that United pay a, paid a fee. It was all shrouded in a bit of mystery at the time, but uh, Hensford uh, yeah. uh, came out and uh, reported that they got five thousand quid for him. So I think we can take it as uh, uh, as read that that is true. Isn't um, it a strange football planet that we live on, though, when five thousand pounds? Is a transfer fee, you know, five thousand pounds, which is pocket change for players in the Premier League. And yeah, it's 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 a big lunch bill for a chairman in the Premier League. It's a transfer fee at this level. And and uh, United have made a bid for a, a a striker at the next level down. So I think, well, knowing Gary Owes, he could be either Conference North or Conference South. But I th- I'm pretty yeah. sure it's a Conference South club. They've triggered uh, a, a release a, a, a transfer. Bid clause right. in a striker's contract. It's still been turned down at the moment. Um, we don't know who it is. No, uh, no clues. No, not really. I mean, the name of Dale Grubb, who's been banging in goals for Western Supermare, has cropped up. Whether that's right or not, I don't. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but United are going to leave that offer in there. I think they don't feel the need to up it. Right. I think. Yeah. Uh, um, I dare say the club concerned. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not going round to one or two other possible suitors and saying, are you prepared to offer more than this? Yeah. And when they don't, they you never know, the thing might be resurrected. But um, United have made their bid. They're not of a mind, I think, to increase it at this stage. 
and we'll see what happens with, with, where that one goes. So nothing's likely to happen on that one in the next couple of days, though? N- not that uh, uh, the club are hint- uh, even hinting unofficially yeah. at the moment. I mean, if, if all of a sudden, I suppose, somebody, come, somebody from the club concerned comes back and says, oh, go on then, uh, then that might happen quite quickly. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure. I think as well, it's worth pointing out at the moment that the, the, the mere fact that United... I mean, you know, what sort of a fee are we talking about? Probably 10,000, 10, I don't know, yeah. five, ten thousand 10,000 quid, something like that. The, the, those sort of figures are, are, are still quite significant boosts for clubs at semi-pro level. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they, that probably knocks a fair you know, hole in the, a month's wages, you know, and, and um, so that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, and but I still think it's pretty good news that United at the moment are in a position to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, clearly, Gaming International, uh, Clark Osborne, uh, uh, you know, who's the owner of the club, effectively, you know, he's clearly given the nod for this. Yeah. Um, on top of quite a lot of players employed by the club at the moment, I know yeah. several of them are out on loan. Uh, and all featured, by the way, uh, Sam Cheney, Miles Anderson and Jan Klukowski, all featured in games last yeah. weekend or on Tuesday Th- night. That all happened since the last podcast, by the way, oh, so did we, it? Should, oh, um, right. we should outline where they've gone. Sam yeah, Cheney Sam Cheney's to... at Whitehawk, yeah. uh, Jan Klukowski's gone to Kidderminster, and Miles Anderson's playing for Chester now. Yeah. Um, so, And uh, uh, I think the next one who might come up for a possibility, that would be Jake Gosling, who, who's yeah. now back in training. He had a setback. Ten days ago, fortnight. Ten days ago, mm-hmm. um, he had a broken metatarsal in his foot, and I think he had, you know, when he was starting to kick a ball again, he had some soreness there and some pain, which apparently does happen with those injuries. Yeah. He's he's had a, had backed off a little bit, now back again, but he's virtually got to launch himself into a, yeah, you know, the final stages of another pre-season to bring himself back up. So. Uh, um, there's always a possibility to, that, that he might go out yeah. on loan as well, but uh, we'll see. It's um, it's all in the lap of the gods, Indeed. that sort of stuff. Now, before we move on to look at uh, Saturday's game in a little bit more detail, um, we should bring people up to speed with the um, the story of Bryn, the police dog, and the well, the, the late possibility, Bryn, yeah. the, the possibility that he might become a bit of a star on Netflix. Yeah, uh, this story has sort of been sort of. Bumbling we, along we now. For a, for a we have. We have we've we, mentioned yeah. it before, and things are duly uh, uh, gathering pace now. Yeah. The um, topic films from New York, who have quite strong, uh, close links with Netflix, are doing this documentary series about great, weird, and wonderful sporting es- escapes. Yeah. And they've honed in on obviously the the nineteen eighty seven escape under Stuart Morgan when Bryn the police dog came on and bit Jim McNichol. In the leg, in the leg forcing, uh, the, forcing the injury time, yeah. which saw United equalise and stay in the league. And um, their their uh, topic films are putting quite a lot of oomph behind this. They're, they're very tr- keen, aren't they? They are. Yeah. They're coming and, over and next good month. Thing too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, they're tracking down all the luminaries who yeah. who were involved at that particular time, uh, going to an awful lot of trouble as well. Yeah. Um, and they'll be filming, I think, at a United game before Christmas, so I understand. And this will go out on global release. Fabulous! Um, yeah. And uh, by the sound of it, we've done a little bit of homework on them, and they're they're the they're the real deal. They don't muck about. They're, yeah. they're very professional, and um, yeah, it could be a very interesting little episode. And uh, of course, they're they're delving into the archives. And, yeah. 
So um, when, when they come across, we'll try and persuade them to come in on the podcast and they can tell us what they're uh, Yeah, yeah, doing. absolutely. Yeah, Mr. Rick Ramirez is their head of their production team. Yep. And um, we'll see uh, if, it, if it falls in the right... In, in the right time of the week um, well, that'd be good fun we'll see what we can do yeah okay let's look ahead to late Norwich then on Saturday three o'clock kickoff at Plainmore yeah there isn't a midweek game next week is there there isn't then Aldershot following that Aldershot following uh, there's a, by the way there's the FA, FA Trophy draw on Monday when United come into the competition so keep an eye out for the FA Trophy first round proper draw the final qualifying qualifying round is, the, is this Saturday but uh, and that gets played on the ninth weekend something like it? that yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so there's, there's cup football coming yeah. again <laughs> So, uh, um, but yeah, late Norian. Well, this should be a football league fixture, shouldn't it? And, well, and uh, I, I remember, I think, late Norian in 1967 or 1968 might well, have been well my done. first game at Plainmore. No, I'd see a lot of people say they can remember with absolute clarity their first football match. I can't, no. unfortunately, but. but it, I know I had a programme from a talky late Norian game which would have been in the 67-68 season. So I, I reckon it might have been my first game. Well, yeah. so if, if, even if it wasn't, you can carry on and claim it. Years, yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, 50 years ago. 50 years ago. Um, good games against late Norian. Always, always good games yeah. against late Norian. Um, or Orient, as they were known in those yes, days. They, they, they yeah. stuck the late Norian, the Leighton back on again in later years, and quite right too. Um, and United have... You know, interesting connections with them. Martin yeah. Ling uh, went so close to taking United up in mm-hmm. 2012. Um, is now director of football there. Um, I think he must have hoped and thought that this season would go a little bit more smoothly yeah. than it has done because obviously they got relegated at the end of last season after a horrendous couple of years yeah. under an Italian chairman whose yeah. name I've forgotten now. Everything that could go oh, wrong did, did go, go wrong. wrong. Players not being paid and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But they finally... Got a new owner, some new money, yeah. new manager in Steve Davis, signed a two-year contract and threw a bit of money at signing a team a little bit hastily before the start of the season, yeah. which is always a difficult and sort of perilous task, isn't it? But And things, they started off quite well. They won five of their first eight games. And I think everybody up there must have thought, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be, be up right. there. Yeah. Um, and they've not won uh, in 13 league games now. They won a first-round cup replay, I think, and then lost in the second round yeah. to Gillingham. But in the league, it's been real, real difficult. Uh, they drew it home to Chester on Tuesday night. Uh, two all, had a man sent off. Um, uh, is it tempting fate to say this is a good time to play them? Who knows? Yeah, um, I, I think we're all past the stage that we draw any conclusions from one game to the, the next. The form book matters and not at all. Absolutely it? right. Uh, but and they've got Mark Ellis, the old United centre yeah. half, on loan there. I mean, where's he on uh, loan from? Where's he Carlisle. Carlisle. He's still technically yeah. with Carlisle. Yeah. He spent. A, he had a spell at Forest Green Rovers on loan last yeah. season, as they went back up into the league uh, with his help. Uh, but he's now out at Leighton Orient on loan. I, th- I think most Gulls fans would think, you know, when when Mark Ellis left here, yeah, uh, they find it a bit hard to believe he can't get into either Carlisle's team or yeah. certainly Lake Norian's yeah. team. You'd have thought that they had a centre half sent off against Chester on Tuesday night, so there must yeah. be a good chance that uh, Mark will come back into the into the side there. Good, uh, good player, good to and, see him. And also, I imagine that uh, Martin Ling will get a very good reception at Playmore. Very popular at Playmore. He still, was isn't he? absolutely, yeah. and and uh, I think I'm 99.9 percent certain it is his first trip back. The, yeah. These managers tend to uh, uh, turn around one day and say, "Well, actually, no, I came to watch a game on the quiet, so and so, so and so." But I have certainly haven't seen him back, and I don't think anybody else has. Mm-hmm. So it'll it will be great to see him. Very 
popular and happy season. Yeah. And obviously very sad that halfway through the following season, um, he ran into some nervous problems. And, yeah. um, you know, I think everybody knows the rest is, is history. Yeah. But a lot of people almost trace United's decline from that moment that, that Martin point. Ling fell ill. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Uh, and yeah. and uh, you're right, United ended up staying up at the end of that season under Alan Nil. Um, but it's been downhill ever since, yeah. really. And, and you, it's hard to deny that the downward spiral did not start yeah. when Martin fell ill. And... Um, it just seems like a long yeah, time does. ago now, it doesn't it? Does. But, It'll be good um, to see him back as well. It who, will. It will. Who else have they got? Who else do we need to watch out for? At uh, they've, they've got a, um, a, a, a centre half up front called Bon Bonnie. I'm sure he's 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 pronounced Bonnie, who they signed from Colchester yeah. uh, in the summer. Uh, he's pretty decent. Um, Macaulay Bon. Bonnie from yeah. from Colchester. He's got, I think, he's got about nine goals so far this season, which is not bad considering the form they've been in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, they've got a, a, a lad called Joby Mackenough, thirty six years old now. Seen him play a few times. What a, what a yes. top player yeah. he was at Reading. <coughs> yeah, uh, helped Reading into the Premier League a few years ago, uh, and he's still playing well. Scored a hell of a goal against uh, Chester apparently on Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, so it'll be nice to see him. They've got quite a lot of players who. United fans will have seen knocking around for other clubs. Joe Widdison has played here quite a full-back. Jake Caprice was at Woking and yeah. gave United a bit of grief yes, he did. as an attacking yeah. right-back yeah. there. And Alex Lawless is playing in midfield. Who, who, who an ex-goal. An ex-goal. Yeah. Had, uh, uh, went on from his spell at Torquay, Forest Green, and then his career really took off, went to York, and then five great years at Luton. Um, he was never quick. I always, that pace was always his problem, but he was a very good footballer. Um, and uh, um, he's yeah. still playing at 32 and playing pretty well, so it'd be good to see him as well. And as you say, it should be a football league fixture, shouldn't it? Talking United against Leighton has Morant. that ring of it, doesn't it? It, does. but it isn't, and we've all got a. I think everybody's got their head around that now, yeah. or certainly United have, whether Orient have or not is another matter. But uh, no, this is a yeah. big old game. This isn't on Saturday. Oh, Matt Harold, they've got up front as well, yeah. who seems to have played for almost every club in League <laughs> One and League Two over the, uh, over the years. So they've got this kind of level of player. Yeah. Um, all right. Some of them may be in the autumn click- of their careers, it's not but clicking for them at the moment. N- absolutely yeah. no. So, uh, but this is a what a what a massive lift this would be if United yeah. could get six points out of two successive matches and finally put themselves within real grabbing distance of a safety spot, rather than looking at it over the over the over yeah. the horizon, as it were. So for inspiration, do you want to know what happened in that game in 1968? On April Ooh. the 1st, 1968, which was probably Easter. Uh, go on. Could well have been. I, I, would have been, I think I would have been there. It, the, it finished uh, Talking United 1, Orient 1. Right. Alan Welsh scored oh, the goal for Oh, Alan Welsh, yeah. What a g- g- proper inside fo- goal-scoring inside forward of the old school, Indeed. wasn't he? Yeah. Quick, wasn't he, as well? And the Torquay team that day was Donnelly... Burgess. Who was at Playmore uh, Saturday was. before last for the Mason game, Andy Donnelly. Uh, Donnelly, Burgess. Eric Burgess. Baxter. Bobby Baxter, the two full-backs. Jimmy Dunn. Oh, yes. Smith. Alan, Alan Smith. Yeah, Jim, Alan Smith. Yeah. Bill Kitchener. Oh, right. Or oh, was that... Well, that would have been Johnny Smith playing in midfield. Uh, two Smiths. Oh, right. Go on. Yeah. Uh, Clark. Dougie Clark. John Smith. John Smith in midfield. Shepherd. 
Trevor Shepard. Trevor Shepard. Uh, what an uh, exciting player he was. Uh, would he have been still on loan at that stage? From United were trying to win promotion, by the way, up into the Championship at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And were bang there uh, under, Fra- under Frank O'Farrell. Yeah. And they just let it slip over the last few games of the season. Well, he was um, number nine that day, Shepard. Oh, no, was, and, yeah. and yeah. very quick, yeah. extra quick. Uh, Welsh and Bond was number 11. John Bond was number well, 11. Well, knowing okay. Frank, he, he would have played him almost any... He probably played right wing, John <laughs> yeah. Bond. Uh, um, I mean, yes, I, you look at that team and think, well, where on earth... If Burgess and Baxter were there, they were the two full-backs. But John Bond was such a good footballer. Yeah. Uh, well, he, played, he played in the number 11 shirt that day. Well, <laughs> yeah. and there was a story once <laughs> that, that, that uh, Frank uh, had an arrangement with John Bond that he lived in London still, because obviously he's a big star at West Ham before yeah. he joined us, and that he would train at West Ham and then come down. But he had to be, he had to be booked into, I think, the Turak Hotel on a Friday night. Yeah. In other words, no coming down on Saturday morning. And um, uh, for some reason, and I, th- I think it was because John... You know, uh, God rest his soul, um, uh, had some charity do that he needed to go to. Yeah. Uh, there was nothing untoward. He wasn't out with mates or anything like that. He had a charity do to go to um, in London uh, on the Friday night, and they talked him into going. The charity talked him into going. And he went to this charity do, left straight away, went back down, and Frank um, uh, rang him in the evening. Yeah. Uh, and John's wife answered the phone. Um, uh, and Frank had wanted to speak to her. He assumed that John was in Torquay. <laughs> he wanted to speak to her about something completely different, completely innocent. And she said, oh, do you want to speak to John? Yeah. And Frank went, no, I don't. He obviously then realised that John was in yeah. Torquay. He had broken the arrangement that they'd had. He left him out of the next match. Yeah. Uh, um, or, or, no, I beg your pardon, he didn't play him in the next match. He picked him in the next match, but instead of having number two on his back, which of course there weren't squad numbers in those days, John was a right back. Yeah. He, he sent him out with number 11 on his back. So it's interesting. <laughs> Might have been, yeah, may that, well that, have been that, that, that game. That John Bond yeah. was wearing number 11 yeah. uh, uh, against Leighton Orient, and he actually started him off on the left wing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think things changed as soon as this game started. But you could do things in those yeah. days and get away with it. But uh, And United had such a good side that uh, yeah. um, that they used to... Uh, well, home defeats were rare, r- rare occurrences. And the crowd on that day was 9,763. Was it? Yeah. That, that, that is... was about an average gate in those yeah. days, wasn't it? Um, one all draw, was it, against Leighton Orient? Well, that would have been a point dropped. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. in that season. And I stress a point drop, not two points dropped, because there was only two for a win in those days, wasn't there? But uh, yeah, that would have been a point dropped at home. And Torquay went on to finish fourth that season, and Orient finished 19th. Right, there so, you go. There you go. Just just a, a little bit of nostalgia there, for just for the sake of it. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. This has been the Let's Herald hope Express. United can get yeah. that extra point against late Orient on Saturday absolutely the Yellow Army podcast will be back next week um, and hopefully we'll have some good things to talk to you about as ever we finish with come Come on on, you you yellows. yellows